Hello, welcome to Live Reality Games. Here for here for more coverage of Surviving Real Foot, its most recent season, Bluff Ranch. Uh, my name is Steven, and today I am with the tenth place finisher from the most recent season, Sherry. Sherry, how are you doing? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm doing well today. I think you are my last scheduled interview, so you so you get the final say on everything uh, Surviving Real Foot related. How's that feel? After listening to everybody else, that's perfect. <laughs> um, well, has anything surprised or shocked you that's come out in the postseason? Um, yeah, I mean, there's been quite a few things. Um, basically, you know, what the main thing that came out when I went to jury was Mike was in there uh, before me. Mm -hmm. And um, I thought that Shane, who I called Sean every five minutes, um, was somebody that I really connected with. And we had this kind of fun relationship. And um, Mike told me that Shane was trying to blindside me the night I used my advantage. And uh, he was sitting next to me at tribal and he's like, you're safe. You don't need to worry about it. We're going to work together, blah, blah, blah. So that was my biggest surprise. Cause I didn't, I didn't get the game he was playing. I thought he was just kind of this aloof guy. I love him now. We've, we've, we've talked since and, and I think he played a brilliant game and I honestly would have voted for him, but that was a shock. I had no idea like he was totally trying to blindside me, uh, telling me I was safe the whole time and uh, you know, he, he, he'd protect me or whatever. So that was one surprise. Um, I didn't realize, and this is probably my biggest regret in the game. I, I started to doubt Frank. Mm -hmm. um, you know, he was the first person that I, I actually talked strategy to and we had this whole Malcolm and Denise thing. And honestly, before I came in the game, I thought since I was older, that would be my best play. And he was the first person I talked to. The first person, really the only person I talked, like, let's go to the end together. Mm -hmm. And um, loved him to death. But, like, where he kind of started not talking to me at all, he was doing that so it wasn't obvious. But I thought he was, yeah. like, had changed his mind. He needed more reassurance. Yes, I needed more reassurance. I don't play these live games. I don't mm -hmm. do orgs or any of that stuff. So... So in my opinion, I felt like, oh my gosh, I keep seeing him going off with Jerrica and Skylar and what's, what are they talking about? And why mm -hmm. is he like even making eye contact with me anymore? So I got all paranoid that he was playing everybody. So, you know, that was part of the reason that I, that I uh, was part of that blind side. But I do realize after the fact, I've seen him twice since because he doesn't live far from me. And I was completely wrong and it was just miscommunication. So I wish I had that to do over again. It might have been, it made more sense to keep him in and, you know, mm -hmm. something with that cult on the other side maybe he could have caused a lot of chaos but uh but unfortunately you know that came to light after the game i really thought i had i had read him correctly but i i absolutely did not um and yeah i guess yeah those were the two big things that that kind of surprised me well one of the things one of the reasons why i'm excited to talk to you is because i feel like you're one of the most you were one of the most well-placed insulated members on that rutherford tribe when i'm asking all these players about talk me who the targets are, what names are being thrown around. Your name's never being mentioned, right? No one is at all coming for you at all in this game until the merge. I know. And I thought, I honestly thought like that was my whole game plan when I came in. I was like, I'm older. You know, they're usually the first boot. I'm probably mm -hmm. big, you know, there's these more, much more bigger athletic, younger people. I thought, so I have to play. I knew I'd be playing more of a social game. And I thought I have to play like kind of under the radar in my real life. I'm pretty controlling. I'm pretty much a leader. And I was like, I'm going to have to downplay this and just kind of blend because I feel like if I get aggressive, you know, in the first half of the game, I'm gone. Right. And mm -hmm. 
Although, like, when I got to my tribe, I, you know, I, I loved everybody. I got along with everybody well, you know, some more than others, but but didn't dislike anybody really in the whole mm-hmm. game. And um, and so I started kind of playing that role. And I thought, well, what better person to kind of hide behind a little than Todd, the big giant military guy that everybody loves and is so, you know, strong at everything. Mm-hmm. So he was kind of like, I loved him to death and I loved working with him. But that was kind of my thought, like, you know, this will at least protect me more they're going to definitely go after him before me and believe me i had no idea the idol until uh he played it so so that was a shock to me but so i thought that would be a good thing and then i just you know i just tried to be social and nice and and it worked and i kind of you know blended in and what shocks me about the whole thing is like chris and todd and i were the only three that like really had no idea about this world environment of live games and orgs and and somehow we were the three people left standing, right? <laughs> uh, so, so I guess, you know, I did a, a good job of blending. But my only problem with that is, like, my whole plan was to do that until at least the swap or maybe the merge so that I, I wasn't a target. And then once I got there, I thought, oh, my gosh, you know, I connected with several people on that tribe at the meet and greet. I thought, oh, I can make, make those connections. I can, you know, make some big moves. I knew at some point I'd have to get Todd out, even though he was, you know, mm-hmm. probably my number one person I was working with because I knew he'd win because he's lovable and he was good at challenges. And so I knew that was eventually coming. But unfortunately, you know, once we got to the merge, you kind of hit this wall of this Carl this red wall where you're just like everything I tried, you know, they were nice, but you knew like there was just no breaking through. And when I was prisoner of war and went to the tribal where they finally had to vote one of them themselves out and they voted Kenny out. I mean, they were crying so hard. Like I couldn't even hear anything they were saying. And I was like, wow. I mean, I love my tribe, but this, (laughs) this is going to be ridiculous. This group. Were you crying with them? What? Were you crying with them at that tribal I council? Did cry. I cried all the time at tribal. It was very hard for me to, uh, and I'm not a super emotional person, but it was very hard for me to watch people go. I just always felt bad, even if I wasn't working with them. Um, so I felt bad because they all felt so bad. I didn't know Kenny from at, you know from Adam because I hadn't really talked to him much at the beginning. And um, Shane, who's Adam? What, I, I mean, uh, what? Who's Adam? I said I didn't know him from Adam. That's just a saying. Like I didn't ah, know gotcha. Him. I was like, like old, old saying. <laughs> um, but I didn't know him at all. And so when we were walking in, Shane just whispered, "Vote for Kenny." And I, again, thought Shane and I were, were going to have something going at the merge. Mm-hmm. So I voted for Kenny. Um, but yeah, I I went back after that to to I guess we were swapped at that point, and I said, "Oh my God, you guys!" Like I think we're going to have a very rough time living mm-hmm. in this group up, and it. It was very true. And I just, you know, at some point you're just like, okay, <laughs> unless something miraculous happens, you mm-hmm. know, we're going one, two, three, mm-hmm. sadly. Well, backing up before the game begins, it sounds like you are a Survivor fan, right? Huge. Yeah. All right. So, so when did you start watching the show and, and how'd you get into it? Well, I, I've watched since the first season um, and pretty much watched every year. There's a few years I might've missed, but. What really prompted me is for the whole time I've been watching it, I've been telling my husband and my friends, like, I could do that. Like, I want to do that. And I said it every year, 15 years later, you know, I said it to one of my friends like two years ago. And she's like, well, when are you going to do it? Like, and I was like, my God, you're right. Like, I'm getting really old. And so, so I, so during the pandemic, I started obsessing over it. And so I rewatched all the seasons and I bought all these puzzles online that Survivor really does. And 
build a balance beam in the backyard. Like I did all this crazy stuff. <laughs> kind of somewhat stalked when a person that works on the show who was very nice to me and actually kind of gave me some tips on how to do my video for Survivor. Mm -hmm. Like I'm finally going to do it. And told my husband, like, we're making this video. And my God, we must have gone through a hundred iterations of it. The first was terrible. And we literally probably almost got divorced about it because we were just so in disagreement of what I should put in it. But we finally got a good one and I kind of passed it by. I um I joined Adam Klein from Survivor had a workshop. So mm -hmm. he walked through my video with me, gave me some pointers. He's like, this is good. Send it in. So I finally actually applied um, maybe in September of 2020. And then, of course, everything or got delayed or was mm -hmm. it everything got delayed. So I was like, OK, it's going to be at least like a year and a half and whatever. And so I just was going to wait and maybe do another video. And then the person that I had become friends with that worked on the show, I saw just something pop up on Facebook about surviving real foot. So I sent him a message. I'm like, what is this? Is this William? Yes, William. Okay. And um, nicest guy in the world. And I said, what is this? Like, should I do this? Like, this sounds like a good test. And he's like, oh yeah. He's like, I, I, I was on it in season eight. And he's like, you should definitely apply for it. So I applied in December and I think that, that they cast me like at the end of December. So I didn't find out about it till very late in the game and um, got cast quickly. And then I was like, oh my God, what am I doing? I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> and, um, so literally had a room in my house where I was preparing all my clothes that I could bring and thinking of luxury items and trying to practice all these weird skills. It became pretty much my life as to how I was going to go on here. But I guess my misconception was, which was a huge eye-opening moment um, or many moments on Real Foot was, I didn't know about these live games. I thought mm -hmm. Survivor, Real Survivor was like it. And so I thought this was the only one mm -hmm. and I felt excited that I was part of it. And I didn't know about orgs or anything. So I was just walked in and my husband and I were driving down from Cincinnati and he, he's like, do you think it's just going to be a bunch of local people like that, that live down there? And I'm like, probably. And he's like, you're really going to need to dumb yourself down. Like <laughs> all the lies in my head, what I did for a living, my life that I was going to tell. Cause I thought, Oh, it's probably a bunch of local people. And when I walked in and there was like <laughs> lawyers and law students and people from Phoenix and LA, I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> where, where, where have I showed up to? A much higher level of competition. And I feel like I am, so not prepared like i was even talking to shane and he's like oh yeah i wore tie-dye because i wanted to look hippie-ish and kind of and i'm like people like plan their outfits for persona and i just it never dawned on me that it was going to be like that and so i was just shocked and then the more i hung out at my uh purple rain track uh, rutherford camp i kept hearing them talk and I, I could tell some of them knew each other from online and i'm like oh my god i'm screwed like this is gonna be so hard so it was so eye-opening eye i am fascinated by this world now though and now i'm like obsessing over it but at the time i was like todd and i were talking we're like what the hell is orgs what are we who are these people like right so we were we were at least i was a bit overwhelmed at first so it took me a minute to just calm down and be like, okay, just do what you came here to do. You know, it's no different. And, but yeah, that was kind of how I got into it. So it's kind of, I just stumbled upon it and then it became this much bigger thing. And believe me, it was so beyond my expectations of what I thought this whole experience was going to be. I mean, I felt like I was on Survivor. I really did. I mean, you know, obviously it's not like, you know, the, the big production crew, but I mean, it was, the games were so realistic. 
the dynamics and the chaos and the hunger and the brain fog, like everything. I was just like, it was such a great experience. It just felt like I'm really like on the show, even though it's, you know, not quite CBS, but it was amazing. I mean, beyond my wildest dreams. So you've kind of touched on this already, but coming into the game, what was the strategy you were going to bring? All I was going to do, like I said, was I'm going to just be, I mean, I knew I'd play a largely social game. I'm very social in my real life. Um, I thought, you know, that usually works well. I knew I would likely, and everybody who watched it knew I would do this too. I would likely, you know, gravitate towards men because I do that in my real life. Um, everybody was like, we knew you were going to go to Todd. Like we knew you and Todd would, would be, you know, in some kind of alliance. And, 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 you know, and I was, I was like mostly with like Frank, um, Chris, Todd. And then on the other tribe, if I was going to, it was going to be Mike or Shane, you know? So mm -hmm. there wasn't like a whole lot of females that I was thinking about strategy with, because that's just what I usually do in my normal life. Um, in retrospect, you know, maybe I, sh I should have thought about that differently. And I did, you know, talk to Skylar and Jericho. We were in an alliance initially kind of together, a bigger alliance, but um, so I knew that I would work with the men mostly. And I think I even said that when they talked to me and then, you know, I knew I'd play social and I thought, I thought I would be much better at the individual challenges because I'm much more about balance and stamina mm -hmm. and memorizing and trivia. Um, unfortunately I didn't get to play many of those, but, um, which was disappointing, but, um, you know, a couple of the challenges I was like the kayak mm -hmm. totally screwed that one up. And I thought my husband was going to jump, you know, jump at me because we always kayak in a double kayak and mm -hmm. I kind of sit there and suntan <laughs> <laughs> when I was by myself. I'm like, Oh no, I should have been listening. But, um, so, you know, I, I knew I probably wouldn't be the best at challenges. I knew I wouldn't be the worst. I mean, I'm pretty athletic and run and stuff. So I thought it'd be okay, but probably wouldn't stand out either way. Um, and, and I knew I was just going to play so under the radar because I just mm -hmm. didn't want to be noticed. And, you know, like I told people, people are like, how many kids do you have? And, and I, I just like, I said, oh, I have three. And I just like, you know, said these ages cause I wanted them to be younger than they were. Cause I didn't want them to know how old I was, you know, in real life, my, I didn't have children of my own, but my husband has seven kids. So I'm mm -hmm. the stepmother of seven kids, but I thought, God, if I say seven, even though they're, you know, they're my stepchildren, but you know, they're like my children. People are going to go nuts, right? Like that's. Gonna, that's gotta, I got to reduce the number, you know. I, I can't have anything that makes me look different, and so all kinds of stuff like that kind of played into just you know, kind of getting along with everybody, and and I think that's why I didn't go to people and say like, hey, one, two, three, or you know, I was in alliances, I was in on most of the votes, um, really all the votes um, that that I think, except for the you know when I got voted out. Mm -hmm. uh, and I knew what was going on and I would, you know, Todd and I would always talk about things and stuff, but I, I didn't aggressively, like, I didn't want Nikki to go. Like mm -hmm. I, I had no desire. We had mm -hmm. just that morning talked about maybe doing something. And when that came up, you know, I was like, Oh, I'm voting, you know, I'm voting for Carlos. I'm not going down that road. Like, cause I thought potentially me and her could do something later, but so I didn't necessarily just follow the vote, but I certainly wasn't going to, be really loud and aggressive about trying to change a vote if it wasn't going to affect mm -hmm. me too much. Maybe if it was Todd or Chris, I would have, but you know, anybody else was kind of like, eh, it's not me kind of thing. So, um, and I, and I, and I really like, that was what was so disappointing. I really thought like when the merge happens, that's when my real like strategy the game would open up for you strategic and I can analyze things. I thought that's when I'm going to go. And then it just hit that wall and I was like, mm. <laughs> Maybe, maybe, maybe this isn't going to happen for me. Not this time. 
So I'm curious, because you mentioned that coming to the game that you were preparing lies you could tell about yourself to kind of dumb yourself down. And then in the game, you just mentioned like people asked how many kids I had, I just said three kids and I made them young. What lies were you, what lies did you end up having to tell in the game about yourself? Well, you know, that was my biggest one. And I thought I was going to lie about so much more. Like I, mm -hmm. I mean, I'm a, I'm a strategic consultant for, for a big company in New York, but like, I was going to say like, Oh, I'm a bank teller. Like, because mm -hmm. I work in finance. But then I don't know when I started talking to people at the meet and greet, you know, not some people lied. Like I knew Sarah was lying. I knew she wasn't a receptionist. She was probably a therapist. You know, I, you could tell some people Ronnie fooled me with his farmer stuff. But um, but I, I just the more people I talked to and, I, and there are people like Taylor told me she was in law school. And it, it seemed I could tell the level of competition and the people there were, were different than what I thought they were going to be. So then I was like, well, I don't think my what I do sounds that daunting and it's easier for me not to lie about it in case they ask questions and I get all twisted up mm -hmm. about it. So I didn't end up lying about what I did. Um, my probably biggest lie was that my husband was there the whole time, which was not planned. And he was became part of the production crew. So I would see him every day, which was unnerving. But like he was just going to stay to watch for like a day. And then I kept seeing and I kept seeing him. And then my tribe handlers like, oh, he's on production now. He's staying the whole week. So everybody was like, I, you know, I look at him and I try not to say anything. And and actually somebody even asked me when we were at the meet and greet, she's like, that's not your husband sitting over in that chair. He's just sitting there like he looks out of place. And I was like, no, that's not my husband. I think it was Amanda that kind of busted me. And I was like, no, I don't know who that is. But that was that was weird because then as people got voted out, they were like, you know, they'd find out. And so when I got voted out, they were like, oh, my God, he was out there the whole time. So wait, you so see, because I saw some posts about some unofficial, like extra member of production. That was your husband that joined in. <laughs> yes. Yes. He <laughs> That's actually, awesome. He actually told me the the puzzle we had, the or I think it was an octagon puzzle we had at the challenge um, where we had to carry the ball. I can't remember mm -hmm. what he called it. But it was at the end, um, we ended up winning that challenge, thank God. But he actually made that puzzle. And he's like, as soon as I made it and they like put it out, I thought, what if Sherry gets voted out because she screws up the puzzle I made? <laughs> <laughs> well, then we would have a big problem. But luckily we won that. But yeah, so I mean, he became like one of the tribes. So that was really weird when I got voted out because I had to stay in the jury room. So I would see him, but we weren't allowed to talk. <laughs> mm -hmm to converse so it was it was a strange dynamic but he had a blast so good for so him. you and your husband have both kind of had a real foot experience when you've got yeah. to talk about a lot since then i'll tell you it's been phenomenal and pete kept telling me like you're gonna be weird after this and like it's gonna take a while to decompress mm -hmm. and i was like yeah i'm pretty adaptable you know i had a great time i did way better than i thought i was gonna do i'm mm -hmm. so happy and proud i was even able to sleep outside for one night and um but it was so hard when i got home like we were, and he was the same way. We were both like, it was such a great experience. It was so great, like not having your phone and just being, you know, off the grid for a week mm -hmm. and meeting and you meet these people and you've known them a week and you're like, you love them. I mean, I've seen some of them twice already and we've been back, what, less than a month. Um, so it's this weird kind of family and then you feel like sad and depressed. And I was like, this may be the coolest thing I ever do. Like, what's next right maybe get on the real show but it we both went through this weird couple weeks where it was just really hard to acclimate back into the real mm -hmm. world and it still is seems like you know that was such a dream experience and now it's like god do i really want to like be on my computer all day and do a job like this and you know there's so much more to life 
But it was really nice to have him because he understood. Because I would bet, like, otherwise, your spouse or, or partner or friends are probably like, okay, you can stop talking about it now. Because you just break down the game over and over. I should have yeah. this. Like, it, it drives you nuts. So I finally had to stop. I was like, okay, you, you went farther than you thought you would. You made jury. You're good. <laughs> so walking into that opening lunch when, when the meeting grew with all the players on that very first day where you don't know the tribe assignments who were you talking to who were you gravitating to or were there's anyone that give, was giving you kind of some red flags like i need to watch out for this person yeah you know there was several people from the cincinnati area um that i talked to a lot like mike um mm -hmm. lydia a bit she lives very close to me actually um and so i started thinking like you know maybe that would be something but what the scary part was the people that I really talked to a lot were like Amanda, Mike, um, they were Shane, they were all ended up on the other tribe. Mm -hmm. So when the tribe split, I was like, Oh my God, everybody that I really talked to a lot and felt like I had a good connection with is not on my tribe. <laughs> not so that I didn't talk to the other people, but the more, way more people on the other tribe. So I was like, what am I going to do? Like, you know, I, I feel like I got put on the wrong tribe, but I'm telling you, I was so happy because at the end of the day, because all the people on the purple tribe were just amazing. And, you know, and in five minutes, like I felt fine with them. It was just, I hadn't connected with them as much during mm -hmm. that initial period. So I was like, Oh God, did they all connect? And I didn't. In fact, a funny story. I was leaving my hotel that morning. They picked me up and I saw Todd walking in and I looked, I think it was Amos, or I don't know, maybe my husband was standing out there. And I looked at him, I said, God, I hope he's not playing. <laughs> oh, God, thank God we were working together. But I was like, <laughs> he looks like he could be trouble. <laughs> so what was your initial impression of your tribe when you saw the group of people that was all put together? You know, it was just, I just felt like they were all, well, Todd was, was my age, but like I knew they were all way younger. And like the conversation walking back to the tribe, like was things that I'm not normally, in, you know, interested in. Like, you know, we would talk about Harry Potter and it's funny because my boss has always called me Hermione and I'm like, I don't know that I don't watch Harry Potter. Like, I don't know anything about it. But so it was very educational as to what my boss really thinks about me since, since now I know a lot about Harry Potter. But, you know, they're asking me like what house and I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, what are the houses? And but it was very fun because like I've learned, I've learned about it. Now I want to watch it. But and they, you know, they some conspiracy theory things like it was just all these things that I'm just like, I'm like a sports person, like and all this stuff. And I just felt like, OK. And then they're talking about these orgs, which for a long time I was like, does that mean organization? Like what organization? <laughs> it, I was kind of like a fish out of water for a while. I just listened mm -hmm. for a long time. I think Nikki was probably the first person that I felt really comfortable, like, and had, you know, the most conversation with and Todd. Mm -hmm. um, but it, it took a minute for me to be like, okay, just listen. You know, you don't have to say you don't understand any of this or you have no idea what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. But it quickly, like, we just got back to camp and we literally just started working. And then, you know, nobody really asked too much about each other at all. Like, we just started doing the the camp and you know then we had that challenge where you had to do the do the um SOS challenge thing so we worked on that and i swear it was dark before we ever sat in a circle and said hey you know 
where are you from? What's your last name? What are you good at? Like it was nighttime and it, we had spent mm -hmm. the whole day with each other. So it was kind of a different dynamic because I talked to some people in Carlton and they like did that immediately, right? They were mm -hmm. so organized <laughs> compared to us that maybe that that came through in some of the challenges. But um, we just had fun and, and eventually it just all gelled. And, you know, I found similarities with different people and it worked, but I, I was initially kind of shell-shocked, like, oh, no. Like, I didn't talk to a lot of these people as much. So not really any strategy talk happened at first night for you then? No, not at all. And I'll tell you, that that is something, too. I think I, I kind of came in slow to the start. I was just so enamored with being mm -hmm. there and getting to know people. And, like, I was worried about the outdoor elements because I literally have probably camped five nights in my life. And... I don't like bugs. I don't like to be hot. I don't like double that now. What you've doubled that now. Oh my God. I'm totally good with it now. But like, I, I was very nervous about sleeping outside the first night. And so all that was in my head and I was like poison ivy and snakes and all that. So I really wasn't thinking game hardly at all. I was just like, I just need to get to know people, be social. I want people to like me and you know, be in with the crowd, don't like separate or go do any, look for an idol or anything, which upsets me because Todd said he found the idol walking to camp and that wasn't even a thought. In the first hour, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, I wasn't even there yet. So I was a little slow to start with that, but the next morning I think is when Frank and I, you know, talked and, and that was the first kind of strategic conversation we had where we thought we would work together and only person I really talked about going to the end with. And then, um, and then later, Todd Todd and Ted approached me, and he was like, you know, I think we have some wisdom on these kids. I think you and I should should try to work together, and I think you know we will have more patience and and stuff. And um, so then, then then we came together, and I had told him I had talked to Frank, and then I think Frank had brought Jerrica and Skyler in. So then that was kind of the first bigger alliance that we were all a part of until that kind of disintegrated. But uh, yeah, it was definitely day two for me before mm -hmm. I started started going there. Mm -hmm. So is there anything you want to talk about those opening reward challenges? Um, let's see, what were the opening reward challenges? So, well, uh, I will say, and, um, this is no, um, discredit to Sarah cause she did a great at the Summa Church thing with Skylar. That was epic. Um, but I will say that I sort of threw that because I had some pretty major back surgery a year ago mm -hmm. and I had been in pain for many, many years and the back surgery worked. And so I had talked to my doctor. He's like, you can go, you should be fine, you know, but just be careful. So I was very nervous, like going into that, that if I, something happens and I screw up my back, mm -hmm. like it's not worth it. So yep. I really didn't try that hard. I was embarrassed. I felt like, thank God we won that. Cause I thought otherwise I'm like the, the bad challenge person, but I definitely did not put effort into that just for, for my back and for health reasons. Um, and I was super glad because I think it was like two people later that Taylor Snee got all screwed up. And I'm like, mm -hmm. <laughs> I, know, I, I feel terrible that her knee got screwed up. But I was like kind of happy with my decision, more happy that we actually won it without me helping much. Um, but, you know, that was kind of something um, um, I didn't. But I love the reward when we got to go. I, I love the reward when we got to go to the um, state park and it was beautiful mm -hmm. and Unfortunately, Pete forgot the food, so we had to walk around starving until we got back and eat. But <laughs> it was really nice to just get out and be in an air-conditioned car for a while and all that stuff. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it sucked. I mean, we lost too much. And I, I feel like, you know, in thinking back, and I think Todd said it a, several times during Tribal, like, we just, the other tribe, when I went over to their camp one, it was 
50 times nicer than ours. So close. Like we were exhausted. I felt like we walked a mile to go back and forth the challenges and they were like mm. right there and I'm not making excuses, but it was a lot, a lot different um, over there, but they were just in general, very organized. Like when we swapped, you know, they had little toothbrushes and they had places where everything went and the fire wow. were like, you know, big sticks here, small sticks here. Justin does the fire. Like, don't, don't mess around with it. Like Amanda was the cooker. Everything was so organized and, we're like, oh my God, like our stuff was everywhere. Like our camp was a mess. <laughs> like we, we made our bed on a downhill slope the first couple of nights before I think it was Tony, our tribe handler who said, I wondered why you put your fire pit like on the only flat place in the entire campsite. <laughs> uh, we did eventually move it, but a little too late, but we just, you know, we, we had fun. We, I guess we weren't as, as organized, but I felt like in the challenges even like we did not put the right people in the right mm -hmm. place. We didn't strategize well enough and know each other enough to know what to do. So like that bucket challenge, you know, Aaron wanted to do, be in the front because he thought he wouldn't get as wet. Right. And you know, that, that wasn't the smartest move. We should have had a really strong person, Carlos, somebody at the front end of that. And, and then Aaron told me after the fact, like he, he didn't want to get me wet or get mud on me because he was throwing water at me. I'm like, you could get me wet. I was fine. <laughs> but you know, that and then like the kayak where we had to do the Morse code, like first we only memorized four letters each, which was a mistake because we didn't get to work together like we thought mm -hmm. we would. And then the kayak, I said, oh, my God, like I've never really kayaked by myself, which is makes me mad. I didn't think to practice that. I took swimming lessons for nine months before I went to become a great swimmer, but didn't think about the kayak part. But regardless, I knew I wasn't going to do very well. And so I was like, well, let me go early because then like Todd and Frank can and can pick up the mm -hmm. time in the back. Well, we didn't, I guess, listen because I never had to go. Like you just had to get the, you know, get like mm -hmm. so many through. Everybody didn't have to do it. And when we figured that out, it was pretty much too late. Um, I'm not sure we would have won that anyway because, you know, the whole, did we throw it or not? I don't think we did. I don't know for sure if Frank did or not. Nobody knows. Jury's still out on that. But, but, but just things like that where you just didn't make, put the right people in the right places. You know, and I feel like had we made a few different decisions, we probably would have won more of those challenges. Um, you know, the reward we won was like a half a sandwich and a freezy pop and um, some, uh, I think some stale chips. So, you know, but, and at the time it was weird. The hunger thing was weird. Like that was like day one or maybe I guess day, it was day, day the, the first full day, like day two. Yeah. And, and I just, I couldn't even eat the sandwich. Like, I guess my stomach shrunk really quick. So I like gave it to Todd figuring he needed it more than I did. But, um, but yeah, it was, it was weird. Like the reward challenges weren't as important kind mm -hmm. of like, I don't know. I think we, you know, I don't know. It seemed like more effort was on the other ones. Um, it was mm -hmm. nice to win them. And obviously I wish we would have won more, but it was, um, it was, it was harder than I thought. Like the pace of the game was so fast. And mm -hmm. I guess you should figure that there's, you know, 18 people, you, you're only there for what, seven days and you're going to have to vote out multiple people, you know, a day. And so with reward and immunity, that's a lot of challenges, but I guess I didn't like map it out in my mind. And I was just like, you know, you get back from one and you have, you know, a little bit of time and then go to another. So time to strategize, time to look for idols and just sheer exhaustion. I mean, it, it made it rough and it was, it was a very fast pace that I guess I wasn't um, thinking about before I got there. I somehow made it through it all, but it, it was definitely um, something that I didn't think through like how fast it was going to be. 
Well, as you're going through all these reward challenges, right? You know, eventually you have to get to meeting challenges. Looking at your tribe, was there were there any people that you're like, I think I can like these are maybe the people I want to vote out. You know, I had a, like I said, I had a really hard time with wanting to vote anybody out. That's but fair. It, I did know, like the first tribal council. I mean, I just my heart melted. I loved Aaron so much. He is the sweetest soul, and just so out of his element and i just thought he it probably took him so much to get here and i think amos told me they've been trying to get him to do it for years so i mean to vote him out first was just heartbreaking because i i knew how hard he was trying and um but i never talked strategy to him like he slept quite a lot you know the first mm -hmm. day or two, and and you could tell he was just kind of out of out of his element I, I wasn't sure if he like wanted to be there after mm -hmm. like a few hours, you know, he, poor guy was like head to toe covered all the time. Cause he, you know, he didn't want to get ticks and stuff. And I get that, but I think, you know, we all just thought, you know, that was probably the right move. I, I can't remember if that was unanimous, but that's, that's it's unanimous. Yeah. But I mean, I, I did cry when he went out cause I just felt like, Oh, this, he finally got out here and now we're going to vote him out first. And like, that's the worst thing. I mean, nobody wants that, but, um, but that one was hard. And then after that, you know, it got a little easier because like, un unfortunately for Carlos, who I really like, like he went to the store first and, mm -hmm. and brought back crazy stuff and spent a ton of money. Like nobody believed him. And so he might not have been an idol, but he had an advantage for sure. And, you know, we, we all kind of saw through that. So he was going to be an easy vote at some point. Mm -hmm. um, and then um, that that is actually who I would have voted out second. Then Frank kind of went down the Nikki train, and he told mm -hmm. me the fact that like he saw Nikki um, comforting me when I was upset after Aaron got voted out. And he didn't like that we were you know getting close like that or whatever. So that's why he threw her name out there, and it worked. I I, I thought Carlos was going that night, but um, I guess he got enough people to go um, Nikki. And like I said, I didn't want her to go because I thought maybe we could work together. Um, and then. Um, you know, with, with Jer the thing that happened with Jerrica and Skylar and Skylar got voted out on the swap. But, um, when Amanda came to our camp as prisoner of war, who I really had connected with at the meet and greet. So we talked a bit and she, as she was like, you know, we were kind of walking she said, you know, Jerrica and Skylar think you're a likable mom. And I think they're going to try to get you out at some point soon. And I totally believed her. Mm -hmm. I shouldn't have, but I totally believed her. And I thought, okay, that's not going to happen. So, you know, and they were part, Jerry and Skylar were part of the kind of Frank, Sherry, Todd Alliance as well. So um, that's when I kind of, you know, started talking a little bit to Todd and, and like, you know, I like her, but I feel like Jerrica, like, I feel like she's mm -hmm. after me, you know, and I've heard this and I don't know if it's true, but I, she's really smart at this game. She's really like knows mm -hmm. stuff like the back of her hand. And um, so I thought she was such a huge threat. So that was, I felt terrible, um, but I felt like that was the right move there. And then of course, um, Carlos went and then Frank, which in retrospect, I don't think that was the right move. And, you know, my reasons for voting Frank out were different than Todd's were. Mm -hmm. And though I worked with him on it, like, you know, he, he had a different perspective. I, I really thought that Frank was kind of working with people to try to, you know, and, and I, like I said, hadn't talked to me in a long, long time. So I thought maybe our alliance is no longer there. And I got paranoid. And I and I also thought, like, just some of the way he was acting with the other tribe, I thought if we merge, like, he's probably going to go to everybody and mm -hmm. have a thousand alliances. And I'm just one of, you know, a million. And 
the uncertainty of it all just got to me and I was like, I, we probably should get rid of them. But in retrospect, like, I'm not sure we would ever would have gotten the numbers back, but it would have helped to not, mm-hmm. <laughs> not get them out. Right. Like at that point, but. So we, looking back, um, uh, that first day of travel councils, talk to me about the prisoner of war twist, right? Right. Cause you have Lydia come visit, you have Mike come visit, you have Amanda come visit. What was your thought about this twist? How'd you try to play around it? Um, you know, I thought it was a good twist. I always like Unreal Survivor when they did that long, long ago. Um, mm-hmm. um, the only, you know, the the few that came out to our camp, which Lydia, like, that was a disaster, and I felt so bad. I don't think I was the one of the ones that was really mean to her, but we, you know, we didn't, we all thought she was lying about being sick, you know, people were digging through her throw up, you know, I was running, <laughs> following her, playing an idol, because I thought she was faking it, too, and... Mm-hmm. And then finally, like right before she left, I was like, you know, I don't know if you're really sick. I'm really sorry if you are and and stuff. But I mean, I feel like it was such a terrible experience for her to be on our camp. I was happy to hear that Frank had actually had talked to her a little and been nice to her. And she said to me, she goes, somebody's going to need my vote. And at this point, none of you are getting it, basically. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was like, OK, maybe that wasn't the right move for all of us to go like ape shit, following her and, and not believing her. But. So that was kind of hard after the fact. I felt terrible. And then um, when Mike came, it was pouring down rain. So like we're all huddled under a tarp the whole time. So you really couldn't talk much with Mike. And it's unfortunate because I felt like Mike and I had a good connection at the meet and greet. I felt like at some point, if anybody was going to maybe turn, it would have been him, especially after the Justin vote out and stuff later in the game. And I really liked him. And uh, But there just wasn't anywhere to go. And, you know, people were scrambling with the Skyler at that point. And so I don't feel like there was much talk going on people kind of mm-hmm. left the, the coverage of the tarp and went off in little groups but i just didn't feel like that was the greatest setting so i don't feel like i got much time with mike or mm-hmm. you know anybody else at that point at that point you know my mind was made up that i was voting for carlos at that point so um and then, but then when amanda came over that kind of and i you know i i like i said i got along with her i believed her and uh, later in the game, I found out, like, or later after, you know, she was a really good liar about a lot of mm-hmm. things. <laughs> but, you know, maybe I shouldn't have, like, you know, questioned uh, Jerrica, you know, when she told me that. And she was probably just, you know, trying to stir up trouble or something. But um, but I did. And um, then it sucked when I went over because I was the one that got screwed where I became prisoner of war. But then I had to go immediately to tribal council. So I mm-hmm. got no time at their camp. And got no time with any of their people. And all I got to do was sit there and watch everybody cry for, for 20 minutes. And got no information because nobody was talking. They were all crying. Mm-hmm. So mine was kind of, I felt like mine was kind of like a waste. I couldn't. And then they gave me a clue and there was just no time for me to even give it. So I just kind of threw it at Shane. And I was like, sorry, I don't know how else to get this to you. Um, but, you know, that that, that kind of stung because that's that might've been a good way to get a little bit more familiar with some of them before the merge, where maybe it would have helped. Probably not knowing that that tribe, but maybe, um, but I don't know. I thought, I think it's a good twist. I just feel like I got, probably got the worst session of it just because mm-hmm. I didn't go, go do anything. So at that Jericho vote off, right? The vote ends up being between Jericho and Todd. I don't, doesn't sound like there's any way you're voting Todd at this trial council. Yeah. All right. And so like, if it's not Jerrica, are you trying like, is, I guess, are you, who, who do you want to push it on? I mean, I was, I thought the vast majority of us were going to vote Jerrica. I knew Skylar wasn't because mm-hmm. Skylar was definitely, you know, said, hell no, we're friends. And we told her like, you don't have to, then don't mm-hmm. vote. Right. And I didn't really know who she was going to vote for, but I knew Skylar would not vote for Jerrica, which I totally understood. Mm-hmm. And, um, 
but I was not aware the rest of the votes were going on Todd. Like that was Amanda and Carlos. Yeah, and I, I'm feeling they probably didn't tell me that because Todd and I were closer, right? Mm -hmm. I would have told him, and he had the idol at the time, but, <laughs> that, but he would have played it. Um, so that was shocking to me, and and I'm still. I think I watched one of the podcasts where I think Carlos flipped to make it a tie or something, and mm -hmm. then Frank talked him into flipping it back, which was awesome. But I mean, Skylar was livid after that tribal council because she's like, you know, first you guys, you know, I, I went along with your plan. I didn't want my friend to go, but I went along with it and I wasn't going to write her name down. Then somebody forced a tie where I had to go through the whole thing again and like watch my friend all upset. So she was so pissed when we were walking mm -hmm. back to tribal and that's when she tripped and hurt her ankle because she was mm -hmm. walking really fast. And so we were sitting there, you know, um, when we got back to camp and she was all, you know, crazy cause she was hurt and upset and talking to her and she was just like, we have to get Carlos out. And um, I'm like, well, that's what I, you know, I would have thought that would have been the other vote that night was mm -hmm. Carlos. So I was somewhat surprised that that became a tie with Todd. And, um, but you know, I don't know. I don't know when, when Todd was decided, but I, I totally understand why nobody would have told me that because <laughs> I would have told him. If your tribe goes to another tribal council after that, who do you, who, who do you want to vote for? If we go to one after Jerrica leaves. Yeah, after Jerrica leaves, it's the six of you. I was still Carlos. Gotcha. Like, I just didn't trust him. Um, and, and and was that like after Jerrica? Didn't we swap after that? So so and so you swap morning of day four. So this is where I end up day three right now. Yeah. So we. So I think yeah, Jerrica. And so it was. Let's see. I ha I had this memorized. It, it was you, Todd, <laughs> Carlos, Skyler, Chris. And Frank. Okay. That's the that's what your tribe's to down I to right now. Go over to the other tribe for the swap, mm -hmm. and the four of us go with Amanda, Ronnie, and, mm -hmm. and Taylor. Mm -hmm. So that's when, um, you know, my initial thought, of course, was we would take Ronnie out uh, mm -hmm. or try to. Um, well, we would have because we had the numbers. But then somehow, in discussions throughout the day, we all Chris, Todd, and I decided Frank for different reasons and, and that happened, which maybe wasn't the smartest thing, but, um, and then, you know, Scholar got voted out by the other tribe, which I probably wouldn't have targeted her because we had a good relationship and I thought we would work, work well. Um, and then when we merged, um, I tried, like I knew it was going to be rough, but like, I tried to talk to Amanda. I tried to talk to Sarah. I tried to talk mm -hmm. to Taylor, like guys, you know, we sh whatever we do, we shouldn't vote a girl out. And I am totally not a girls alliance person. Never thought I'd do it. But, but if it keeps the target <laughs> off of you, by all means. <laughs> but yeah, but I was like, you know, I know it's going to be Todd, me, Chris, one, two, three. I, at that time I knew Todd had the idol and I was like, so I need another play here and they're so tight. So I thought if I went to them and was like, you know, we should at least try not to vote the girls off. You want to vote Todd and Chris off at some point. Fine. But like we should try to stick together till we get the numbers, right? Mm -hmm. And this is before we knew Lydia was coming back in. And so I tried, and they they kind of were nice about it, but I didn't get a warm fuzzy that mm -hmm. they were ever gonna switch to that, right? And Amanda said I thought about it, but I knew I'd go further if I just stuck with you know my little cult. So she they did, but um, <laughs> but you know that so that was disappointing because I could kind of tell that was probably, but I I tried that. You know, I tried to talk to Shane when when he when we merged and you know, we had such a good connection. And again, like he played me like a fiddle. I thought we were gonna be good. I thought he was gonna help me, you know. The the day I knew I was probably going home, I was looking for an idol and he was like, If I find it, I'm gonna give it to you. And he says he really would have. I don't know if he really would have. 
because you know he, he gave me all these false sense of security but like that didn't work out you know we tried to get um mike and taylor because they were kind of on the bottom of of the carlton group um but unfortunately like you know when todd put us all in that circle and you know the big seven and kind of announced in front of everybody mm -hmm. that we were working together i mean i don't know if you've seen the video but the body language of me and chris was just like <laughs> and, and look at Mike and Taylor and know this is not the way we should have done this. And I get what he was trying to do, like scare the other team, like we're going to stick together. But I knew immediately, like, this isn't going to work. And then I talked to Taylor afterwards and she's like, you know, if we would have done this quietly, I would have, but yeah. too much. And we're going to be targets, you know, if we do anything with you guys. And I knew Mike, you know, was, was, um, didn't like it either. So, I knew that was going to, was not going to work. So that's why, like I had that advantage, which everybody, well, most people knew I had and um, the safety without power. And, you know, I thought Chris was nervous that night and he was like, can I use that? And I was like, well, I might give it to you. Like, cause I felt safe. I had mm -hmm. not heard my name at all. And Shane was telling me, oh, you'll be the last to go. And so I felt pretty safe. And then I just randomly walked up to Ronnie laying on the tree. He was on a lot and, I said, well, how are you feeling tonight? I haven't talked to you that much. And he's like, he goes, oh, I feel, I feel okay. He's like, you know, we got the numbers. And he said, um, he goes, but I've heard your name. And I was like, oh, you have? I was like, that's news to me. So then I went to Chris and I'm like, I don't think I can give this to you. Now I'm paranoid. People have been scrambling all day. And now I think I need to use it. So I was at that point, I, my kind of antennas went up and I'm like, okay, I'm not giving this, I'm going to use this. Like, I'm going to have to use this, I think, unless I get some, you know, different vibe at, at tribal council. So, um, you know, I think Todd still thought we were all going to vote together. I knew for a fact, Mike and Taylor, no mm -hmm. way we're going to do it at least that night. Um, so I knew we had kind of lost them for that vote. So I thought, well, I'm not screwing my team over if I get up and leave because we don't have the numbers anyway. So I played it, which... And like I said, which which I thought I might have wasted it because I had one or two more times I could have played it. But, you know, when I got to jury and Mike's like, oh, no, you were definitely going that night. And Shane's job was to make you feel like you weren't. And I was like, well, I actually used it correctly. Thank you, Ronnie. <laughs> but but yeah, thanks to Ronnie. And I heard, yeah, Shane got all pissed off afterwards at Ronnie for like, for like giving putting a little bird in my ear and telling me. But I mean, had I not heard that, I literally I'm not sure if I would have given it to Chris, but I might not have used it. And that would have been, you know. If I would have gone out and not used an advantage or idol and had one, I would have been crazy. So thank God. Thank you, Ronnie. <laughs> so speaking of the merge, right? You merge at 10, but you learn about this, you learn about this, not person wardress, you learn about this missing in action twist, right? Two of the eight players who've been voted are coming back in. You're looking at those eight. You've voted out a decent amount of them. Yeah. Which which ones were you hoping to come back in the game? I was hoping Skylar would come back in the game for sure. Um Lydia was one I thought, you know, she, I knew she wasn't too aligned to the other side. I didn't think I had a bad relationship with her. Like I said, I don't think I was one of the ones mm -hmm. that was really mean at, when she came over. I thought she, we could maybe, you know, get her. I knew her and Chris seemed to like, you know, have a, some type of relationship. So I thought we could probably, you know, she would be good to, to pull in mm -hmm. with us. Um, I, I even wouldn't have hated, I felt, even though Frank told me after the fact that he, if he came in, he was going to blow up me and Todd's game and, and just spread lies and just, kill our games i didn't think that at the time and i thought you know i think i can explain to him why i did that and you know maybe we can work together again so i i don't think i would have hated if he came in but to have you know two of the original um carlton come back in especially justin um was disheartening even though i knew lydia probably wouldn't work with them you know yeah 
due to, to how she was treated over there. Like it still was like, oh god, we didn't get Skylar, we didn't get Jared, we didn't get anybody. Like you had a you had above fifty percent chance to get a original Rutherford and just didn't work out. I know, and you know, I mean, the fact that that was like a almost like a cornhole challenge, and Justin runs a cornhole league. Come on, like. <laughs> <laughs> Not saying we didn't rig the season for Justin, but it was it was a very it was a challenge in his wheelhouse. Now, that was something that shocked me when I talked to Mike at Jury Room too. Like. I thought Mike was running the show, like a hundred. Mm -hmm. I think most of us did on that tribe. He was so intense and like, he just seemed like he's so strategic. And when he told me like, no, I was more the social person. Justin was the one in the background, like strategizing. And mm -hmm. you know, that's why he tended the fire all night so he could watch people. And, and I mean, I just thought, no offense to Justin, cause I've learned differently. But at the time I, he just seemed like an aloof kind of guy that, mm -hmm. you know, was just, whatever. And I, he's probably the person I talked least to. I mean, we talked a few times after the merge and, you know, at that time he's like, well, would you vote Todd out? And I'm like, well, I'm going to have to eventually and stuff like that. But at that point they didn't need me. So I'm like, what, mm -hmm. what's the point of flipping? You know, mm -hmm. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. I tried to maybe get him to come to our side, but you know, he, then he'd be at the bottom of ours and he would leave numbers. It didn't make any sense, but yeah, that was the biggest surprise that it was really Justin, you know, so kudos to him for winning because Apparently he was, you know, kind of the, the strategist behind all of that. But um, mm -hmm. totally from the other side, we thought Mike was definitely the biggest threat, which is why that blind side happened, because we thought we're getting mm -hmm. him out. And for, from no no second did I believe Justin and Mike were really fighting. Like, I'm like, I, they kept saying they were. And I'm like, I, I don't know. I don't think I believe you guys. Like, this is, it. and it was, I mean, I think they really had, were upset at each other for a minute, but game mode, they just exploded that. And, you know, I, I kind of saw through that and I thought they're not going to really you know, blow their, their numbers and come with us. I mean, Mike, maybe because he felt at the bottom, but mm -hmm. yeah, just Justin was definitely uh, doing a lot more than I thought he was. I want to talk about your relationship with Chris and Todd at the merge, because what, from what I gather, right, you three were kind of the alliance of necessity. There was never anything formal. You're never making deals. Just kind of like, well, shoot, this is all we have. So we're going to run with it. Yeah, I mean, there really wasn't. I mean, Todd and I had a conversation early, and he's like, you know, we should probably work together. We're older. Like, we'll, we'll, we'll work well together. Um, never said, like, we're going to the end together or anything like that. And then eventually, you know, Chris was pulled in, and I really liked both of them. I had a good, fun relationship with both of them. Um, felt comfortable around him. You know, we would always talk about things. It wasn't like, and Todd asked me several times if, you know, do you think people think I'm a dictator here? Like, you know, and I said, you know, quite frankly, you know, like he would always come and say, what do you think about this? And like, mm -hmm. you know, with the Nikki, I'm like, I'm not voting for Nikki, you know, things like that. So it wasn't like he told us what to do. We had conversations and agreed or disagreed or, you know, things like that. So I definitely didn't think that about him. Um, he was just louder, right? Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and more noticeable. Um, but yeah, we really did. We, ju we just agreed and kind of, you know, since, especially when we were the last three, like to do that. And then when Lydia came back in the game, you know, I could tell immediately her and Chris were just like this, right? Like mm -hmm. I was like, oh, you know, hopefully I'm on a good side of them because I can tell like Lydia is this super strategist, like, and she mm -hmm. had revenge and she had something to prove. And I'm like, and so they were just chatting, chatting, chatting that whole first night. And you know, I knew I was good with Chris at least and, and Todd and um, I wasn't super involved in how that whole vote, like mm -hmm. they came up to me and said, would you vote Mike? I'm like, hell yeah, as long as it's not me, because I know I'm in trouble and um, everything had to work perfectly and thank God it did. And that's credit to Lydia, not me. Mm -hmm. um, but luckily, you know, it saved me for another vote or so um, and one more vote. Um, and I got to stay and at least try to find an idol and try to 
try to do something. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like, um, you know, I, I don't feel like we would have ever gone after each other. I mean, I wouldn't have gone after Todd until I, you know, like if there was been a break in the other tribe, I mean, I knew I wouldn't beat him, not in a million years. Yeah. And so I would have at some point, if we had had some room to move around in that merge, I would have tried to target, like target mm -hmm. him. Um, and Chris, I didn't feel like I needed to do anything there because there were just certain people that like wrote his name down. I don't really know why several mm -hmm. times. And like, we had heard there were some people on the other tribe that had some kind of beef with him from something about the meet and greet. So I felt like, you know, I, you know, Chris will go before me. Like I always mm -hmm. thought he would, because I thought I just know some people here just seem to have an issue with him. And I don't feel like anybody has an issue with me, but I guess they thought I was some kind of social threat above him or something. But, um, mm -hmm. But yeah, it was never like, you know, it wasn't like, you know, we had that we we had Frank and I and then we had the group of five um, with Jerrica Schuyler and Todd and Chris or I don't Chris wasn't even in that one. And then it just kind of morphed and we mm -hmm. just kept voting together and we voted every I think we voted mm -hmm. pretty much the same on every vote until, you know, we all started going. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it was it was act it was kind of just like natural it was weird like mm -hmm. i mean i didn't feel the need to say like don't vote me out like mm -hmm. i felt like we we just understood because i get the sense that let's say we're in a world where at the final 11 right lydia mike and taylor all let's say all three of those jump ship with you and you and you run that six i don't think like the three of you utah and chris are going to stick close tightly to the end i think the three of you would have scattered and like I really just gunned for each other at certain points yeah 100 percent correct i think if we would have been able to shake up the other tribe mm -hmm. you know i think for sure i would have wanted to work with mike taylor uh lydia there were certain people over there that i that i would have wanted to go off with and i i, I think definitely todd would have as much as I loved him would not have been somebody I wanted to even have the chance of sitting next to or to go to individual immunities because God knows, you know, he's mm -hmm. strong and, and good at that stuff. So I, I think, yeah, I think if that, if we would have had room and things would have been shaken up, I think we would have broken up for sure. Mm -hmm. So talk me through this, your last travel council, you attend to the final travel, the final 10, this final 10, right? The immunity challenge is the, um, you hold those long paddles, those really long, heavy paddles with the balls, right? I think you did pretty decently in that challenge. Yeah, that was my best one. And I swear that paddle weighed, that it's felt like heavy. Oh, um, I couldn't it's believe very it. Heavy. it be like a ping pong thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is really heavy. Uh, no. And that's why I said, like, I wanted to be able to do immunities because I have good balance and like, I can focus. And when I'm dependent on myself, mm -hmm. like I'm much more like motivated. Like I don't like I'm, kind of a perfectionist and and so for me that's better than like a team challenge where like oh somebody else can like help you know if i screw up or something like that so it was much i had a much better mindset at that point and um i did i told amos i said you know in real survivor a lot of times and you know after the merge they occasionally have a, whim a woman and a man that went <laughs> that and this is the time <laughs> the time and i said i was i stood there for a long time after the other girls were out and i said but I mean, seriously, there's not a chance in hell I'm beating Todd. Like, his arm is bigger than my body. Like, there's just no way I'm going to be able to hold this. Um, so, unfortunately, yeah, at some point I lost lost balance and, mm -hmm. and it went. But, I, I mean, I was happy about that. I knew I needed it. You know, I knew that I was in trouble. And, um, unfortunately, you know, Amos, take note. We should have women and men winners. So, <laughs> so at this point, right after the Mike Blindside, right, 
Todd Todd has immunity, so if it is the original Rutherford, it's you or Chris. Who and you end up all trying to get the votes and running in a kind of last ditch attempt. Like, who are you wooing? How are you going to try to make those make that number work? Well, I feel like you know, I don't know if you knew this, but like the, the tribal council that I left mm-hmm. um, with my advantage, they came back and they're like, Todd pulled out his idol, and I was yeah. like, what an idol! And like, I didn't know. I thought he played it. They just mm-hmm. pulled it out, and I thought he had played it. I thought I didn't have it anymore. I remember you were pretty upset about him I, not revealing it. Yes, and I was – so I thought it was gone until I'm frantically searching for an idol, and I see him, and he's like – and I and I said, um, I said, oh, I guess since she used it, right? he goes, oh, I didn't use it. I just pulled it out. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm in really big trouble because I thought they'll vote Todd out before me. Mm-hmm. Um, so now I realize he's got the idol. Now I know I'm really screwed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean – my whole play there with Ronnie, and he's a great guy, but my whole thing was, he, you know, I didn't talk to him that much. But when mm-hmm. I talked to him, he said to me, like, I just wanted to make jury. Like, I'm, I'm fine to go. Like, mm-hmm. you tell I didn't feel well, and I didn't realize he was diabetic at the time. So that had to be horrible. And he wasn't eating rice and all that stuff. But and he's a great guy. But I thought, you know, I want to win this, like, more than anything. Like, so mm-hmm. the play was kind of like, guys, come on. Let's keep people here that want to win, don't just want to be mm-hmm. jury, right? So we, I think we were all kind of playing that angle and like, you know, he doesn't feel good. So he's not really collecting firewood or doing camp stuff. And we thought maybe somehow, you know, we could get that. And I know like there was a weird thing at that vote where Chris had said, you know, I have an advantage. Lydia has an advantage. You know, we'll, we'll both try to save you. But I, and then Chris played his. And then I feel like some I couldn't really understand what happened, but they they she told uh, Lydia, don't play it. Because yeah, because it, w- it wouldn't matter anyway. So. I felt bad because Chris kind of wasted his and it wasn't going to work out anyway, but I appreciated them trying to have my back. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, that was my last ditch effort that, you know, we could, we could talk people into to voting Ronnie out just for the sheer fact of he didn't feel good. And, you know, we all kind of were a little bit more aggressive about wanting to win and, mm-hmm. and play, but um, he beat me fair and square. He made it to the end. So now you're on the jury and you, and, and so is there anything you want to talk about your time in the jury? Because you end up spending your you're with you're with Mike initially. Uh, the rest of your tribe joins you soon. Then Lydia. Um, anything you want to say before we talk about the final tribal council? I mean, I had a blast. I love. I mean, I had a blast. We were in this little room, and at first I walked in. I'm like, wait, we're all going to stay here. Um, but it was a blast. And when I went in, Mike, what you know, Mike took his game very seriously, and he was mm-hmm. very upset. And you know, I had kind of a different experience. I guess I don't play these games. He's played some other games and he wanted to beat his last placement. And I don't think he, I think he missed it by one and, you know, was blindsided, didn't see that coming. So he was very upset. And so we did a lot of, you know, just breaking down his game. And he was like, you know, what could I have done? And I said, honestly, you just need to dumb yourself down. Like you seemed like the target, you know, like you seemed intense and strategic. And I said, I don't know what you do, but I feel like that was, you just, you just look like that person that's going to win. Right. And, um, so we did a lot of breaking down the game and, um, and then when, uh, who came in next, Chris, I think Chris Chris. and Todd, we kind of did the same thing for most of the day. We would just break down. And then when they told us we were allowed to have alcohol (laughs) in our room, um, that was fun. And I think Amanda came in the first night. So, we had fun. I mean, we really did. We, we played some games and um, we even jumped out the window at one point because we wanted to go outside so bad and they didn't want us to be mingling with other people. So we sat outside our window. Um, but it was fun. It really got to know people like on a more personal level that you didn't really know much about. 
and um, had a blast. I mean, really did. I, I loved it. And then the next day when more and more people came in, you know, it just, it just became more. And some of the people like, you know, I, I was talking to Sarah and I'm like, you know, you just didn't seem like you liked me or you didn't want to talk to me. And she's like, I just don't like girls. I wasn't really planning to work with girls. And I was like, well, I'm the same, but <laughs> so, you know, it was good to hear why people acted the way they did and, and understand like some of the strategy going on that you just didn't see um, mm -hmm. your brain fog or you just, you know, misread people. It was, um, it was really enlightening to see everybody's game and, and what they, you know, what they were doing. And like mm -hmm. I said, the weird thing was like going to get food or whatever, and you'd see everybody and you weren't allowed to talk to them. And then you'd feel bad, like that you voted them out and they couldn't come in the jury room. So that was hard, but it was for the most part, very fun and, and very, um, you know, eye opening as to what was going on in some cases. Mm -hmm. So the final travel council ends up being Justin versus Ron and you cast your vote for Justin the win. What were the important factors for you in that vote? That was such a hard vote. When I went and shot or when, sh uh, I keep calling him Shane, Shane came after he got voted out third, I mean, I was devastated. I was 1 million percent going to vote for Shane. I mm -hmm. thought he was going to be at the final two. I mm -hmm. felt good about it. Like I had heard all the things he did and how he had this kind of game under the, you know, under the radar, but was doing all this stuff. I was just so impressed. And I think I even said that when I asked my question, like I was totally going to vote for Shane. I don't know what mm -hmm. I'm going to do because, you know, Justin, I just didn't have a good relationship with, um, mm -hmm. a bad relationship. I just didn't have a lot of time. We didn't talk a lot. Yeah. Um, and I knew, like, from talking to Mike, that he was like this. He had played live games. He was his had his like this is his own org game and big gamer. And then Ronnie, I was like, who I really liked and thought he was just such a class act um, guy. You know, I didn't have a lot of time or talk a lot with either. And I thought, you know, the same thing I said about why I wanted to vote him out. Like, I didn't know if it was important to him to win. Like, when he mm -hmm. just wanted to make jury, like he was just happy with that. And I didn't, you know, I felt like, you know, working around camp's a big part of it. And I know he, he's older, a few years older than me and didn't feel good, but I'm still like, you know, I don't know, Lydia didn't feel good and she still like did some stuff. And mm -hmm. I, I had this struggle between, do I want this gamer like that, that probably has so much experience and strategy and has played things and is so far ahead of me mm -hmm. and probably a lot of people from just what he does in his everyday life. It doesn't mean anything for him to win, like as much as it would like Ronnie, who may never do this again and probably mm -hmm. won't and but didn't really put in as much effort in my opinion you know in in strategizing socializing all that so that was kind of why i asked the question like what does this mean to you what do you get out of it other than justin you just want to win and mm -hmm. ronnie you know what why did you even sign up what's your motive for all this and i honestly loved um ronnie's answer it was spot on i thought and after the fact i said to my husband i said you know i asked said something to him like you know i know you didn't feel good and you couldn't do a lot of things and i thought that would have been ronnie's way to win if mm -hmm. he had said that was that was what my game i felt fine i just wanted you idiots to run around and do everything and then get to them and win if he would have said that i would have voted for him if I there was intentionality what that yeah. there was an intentionality to it. Yeah, that he that it was his game to act like he didn't feel good. And I thought, God, that was your opening. And you said that. I think we all would have voted for you. But, you know, he didn't. He was very honest about it. But I, I liked his answer. And it, it really resonated with me. And a lot of my friends and family, like, I thought that you were going to vote for him because you could relate. And I struggled. Because mm -hmm. I really, you know, but but for me, I'm such a huge survivor geek and I love the game and the strategy so much that I couldn't not vote for Justin after hearing that he was pretty much running that Carlton group. Yeah. And 
making so I, I was like from a game perspective and as much as I respect this game I have to vote for Justin mm-hmm. so that's that's where I came to that but I felt terrible when I met Ronnie's wife at the after party and I was like oh. he's like I thought I'd get one vote I'm like you almost got mine <laughs> it was rough though I wanted Shane to win I thought Shane deserved it so one of the things that happens once you finish these games is your mind is full of the coulda shoulda would'ves, right and so we talked a little about this very beginning, but looking back at your season, what are some key moments that you wish you had different, you made different decisions? I mean, definitely number one is Frank. I wish I would have trusted what we talked about the one time we had a conversation about it. I wish I wouldn't have gotten paranoid. I wish I would have understood kind of the unspoken word was a better way to go. I feel like even though Todd and I didn't didn't say like we're an alliance, we were obviously working together. We obviously mm-hmm. had a close relationship. And I feel like, you know, that was way too visible and, and maybe I shouldn't have, have you know, spent so much time with him and made that so visible. Um, maybe that would have helped me. I feel like I maybe misjudged um, uh, Jerrica, like she was so brilliant that I think maybe we sh- I should have kept her and gotten into a better alliance with her because she just, like on the challenges, like they'd say the rules and I'd be like, what? And she'd be like, oh, you just do this. You just do this. Don't worry about what he said. Just be like, and she was so helpful and she knew it so well. And I feel like she really did want to try to do like a girl's thing. She had said mm-hmm. that to me a few times. I feel like she, I probably should have, you know, thought more about keeping her around and shouldn't have believed, you know, maybe what Amanda told me, somebody that was on the other tribe, like that was stupid. Why would I just mm-hmm. believe her? Cause I made a connection with her at, at the first, you know, hour of the thing. Like that mm-hmm. was, that was, that, that was something I regretted. Um, Carlos, I just felt bad. I really wanted to work with him. I liked him. We connected. And and after I initially voted for him, I told him, like, I'm, I did, I'm not going to vote for you again. Like, I feel like, you know, mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, you got a bad rap and like, maybe we can do something. And we both say now, like, we should have invested in that a little more um, and tried to do something together um, to kind of keep him in. And um, And I never did write down his name again, but, you know, he was just seen kind of as a flipper or whatever. And so he kind of got a raw deal, I felt. But I think, though, like, Frank is definitely the biggest. I feel like, you know, even at the merge, it would have been, or at the merge, it would have been, you know, had we not done that giant circle, you know, maybe individually, if I had talked to Taylor mm-hmm. before that, or, you know, I did after, but it was almost, it was too late at that point. And, and maybe maybe jumped into that more quickly when we merged before that all happened and talked to Mike and Taylor, which is who I would have talked to. Um, maybe we could have flipped that. I still feel like it would have been a long shot, but yeah, I mean that and like, just, you know, I'm already taking kayaking lessons now. So that (laughs) I thought I thought of everything to practice and I'm just still so mad at myself about that. But, uh, but yeah, those are probably the biggest, you know, and just, you know, and not looking for the idol immediately. Like it Mm -hmm. was ridiculous how fast Todd found it. And then it was right there. And I was like, you know, I did get a clue at some point for the idol at the other camp. And I'm pretty sure that I was looking in the right arch because I think that's where Mike said he actually, or Taylor said, she oh man, if you had found that, that would have been crazy. No, it was already gone. But um, yeah. And then I, the other thing I regret, like you could go to the store after a challenge, but before the next tribal council. And I mm-hmm. did, you know, the first time that we were able to, I didn't do it the second time because I felt safe. I'm like, I don't need anything. They're going to, I didn't know Todd had the idol. I'm like, if anything happens, Todd and Todd and Chris are going to definitely go before me. I've got time. Like, and I had gotten like $40 in that money grab thing. So I had money and I didn't go. And, um, 
then, you know, the next time or the last time I went, when I knew I was going to go the next tribal council of something, there was no advantage. And mm -hmm. I had a lot of money and I was so mad. And I mean, I don't know if you saw the video. I looked through everything in the store thinking it was hidden. Like I shook every box. So you can see my Cracker Jacks back here. Um, I thought prize inside. I bet there's a clue. I, which I like that idea. I was so excited. I thought I had nailed it. And I went and snuck off and go into the bathroom. And I'm like, oh, there's just these god awful. I hate Cracker Jacks. And I'm like, I don't even want to eat them. But I wish like, you know, that I think the one store that I didn't go to, maybe I could have gotten something. Mm -hmm. I just felt safe because I thought I had two bigger people that would they go for before me. I didn't realize that people would see me as any type of a social threat, but again, didn't realize what a, what a tight group they were. And of course, you don't want somebody that's likable and nice to come over and try to shake that up. So I, I get it, but I just didn't see myself as, as threatening as them. And so mm -hmm. wasn't worried. So after this experience, like, has it been hard to get the game out of your mind? Has it, have you just been constantly turning over the past couple of weeks since then? I, I literally probably every other night have dreams that I am there and I am in a challenge and, you know, I wake up like in this cold sweat. I told my husband the other night I was, um, I, I guess I had crackers and I, I roll like I forgot to move them before I went to sleep and I must have rolled on them and I was like woke up and I was like, oh my God, I'm in the sand. And I thought I was like in the sand in a challenge and I was freaking out and I was like, oh, it's just crackers. But I mean, so many weird things like that with dreams have happened and I did for the first week we couldn't stop talking about it. Like mm -hmm. no matter what we tried to start talking about, cause since he was there and saw it also, like he was asking me all these questions cause he's not as, quite as big of a fan as I am. And, and then we dissect what other people were doing or what we thought. And the more I watched your interviews, I'm like, wait, what? Those have driven me crazy. Cause I'm like, <laughs> I'm sorry about that. That's an intentional <laughs> consequence of all this, but it was very interesting. But I was like, Oh my God, how did I not see that? So yeah, it's getting better. Like I'm starting, you know, like I said, when I got out of the game, I was happy. I was like proud of myself that I actually could sleep outside for five nights. Mm -hmm. That part was so much easier than I thought. Like I, once I was dirty, I didn't care. My first luxury item I was going to bring were body wipes. And my brother's this huge outdoorsy guy, does the Appalachian Trail. He's like, you're going to get dirty again. Like that's the stupidest thing you could ever bring. What did you end up bringing? Well, I ended up bringing a water, like a waterproof blanket, which was helpful. And warm when it got really cold those two nights. Um, but, you know, that part of it, I amazed myself. I didn't think I'd last. I thought I might quit if it rained. Like, and it did. And it rained hard. We got drenched in that challenge. And it was freezing. But so that part, I was just super proud. And I, I really, like, I, I prepared everybody before I left. I'm like, you guys, I'll probably be the first or second person voted out. Because I'm older and I'm a woman and I'm smaller. And it's mm -hmm. probably going to be younger people. And everybody's like, you're already giving up. And I'm like, no, I'm just like, I don't want you guys to think I'm going to win. I'm tempering your expectations. Yes. Lower the expectations. So, I mean, the fact that I was able to navigate that and kind of adapt to the to a tribe that I didn't really talk to as much of the meet and greet and really become you know friends with these people and kind of jump around to the swap and the merge and at least last to the jury. I mean, I was super proud of it. Are there a million things I wish I would have seen or done differently? Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, but all in all, like, I just, I had the greatest time in my life. I did so much better than I, I thought was going to happen. Um, and now I'm just like, I was talking to Shane on messenger and I'm like, so what other games are out there? Oh, there's a whole <laughs> wiki. I can send you a whole wiki of them. Please do. I'm very interested. Like I'm still can't really even figure out the orgs. Everybody's like, you can come on my org game. I'm like, I can't even find them, but, um, 
<laughs> but it really is. It's like almost intoxicating. And like, mm -hmm. now you're like, I want to go play another one because I would do so many things differently, right? Like, and, mm -hmm. you know, I think, it, but then you think if you, like, I feel like almost coming in more green is sometimes advantageous because I could see some people playing so aggressively so early. And that's probably why they got voted out mm -hmm. because they knew so much and they, you know, felt like that. So I think there's a balance there between, yep. you know, over strategizing and over aggression and being really green where you're kind of lost some of the time. But, um, but I would definitely, you know, one more time. And they kept asking my, um, my husband if he would ever play. And, uh, I said, you want to see a good show. You do a, a, a like blood versus water and you put us on opposite tribes. And I said, I will vote his ass out in a second and he will feel bad and never vote me out. So let's do it. <laughs> they did blood versus water two years ago. And that would have been amazing if you voted out your husband. <laughs> I mean, we're just so different. He he's the just um they call him Golden Todd at Surviving Real Foot. He really is just the nicest person in the world, and he he was so supportive of me doing this, all my crazy things I was doing, and in the backyard. Even he even said it if I ever like got a real survivor, he'd build me all the obstacle courses in the backyard. Like he just knows I'm so passionate about it, and you know took off a whole week to go do this with me, and I mean so supportive. Um, but yeah, I'm much meaner. I know I didn't appear to it, but I, I have a, a side where I'm very competitive and I wouldn't think twice about it, but I know he would. So I think I'd last longer. <laughs> so I mean, after Frank evilness in me. <laughs> Frank is collecting a chaotic army for his return. That's all I could say. <laughs> Frank is hysterical. I've seen him twice um, since because he lives about it, maybe 40 minutes from me. And, mm -hmm. uh, We'd gone over there a couple times and went down to the Dr. Stan's house to watch Big Brother went, uh, the other night in Louisville. But, God, he is the most entertaining, interesting, fun person I think I've ever met in my life. I just adore him. It's been so fun getting to know him and just makes me feel worse about what I did. <laughs> so, how is this, so how has your experience changed how you watch Survivor or how you think about Survivor, right? Yeah, um, I'll tell you, like, if, you know, if someday I would ever really get on that show, like, it is so much harder. Like, I just thought people like, why are you doing these stupid things? Or uh, the, the thing that I thought was the craziest was just your brain after mm -hmm. we were only out there seven days, or, you know, I was only out there five nights, six days. But like, after like two days of barely any food and no sleep, hardly like, I mean, you couldn't remember people's names. You couldn't remember. Like, I remember when Chris came in the jury room and he goes, God, this is all we have. Like, what do you guys do all the time? And I'm like, Chris, I've been here like an hour. <laughs> it hasn't been that much, but you lose all track of time. Like we couldn't remember that we had voted Aaron out the same day. Like we thought it happened like yesterday and all kinds of crazy things. And you, you it seems to go like at challenges, you seem to somehow get yourself in the mm -hmm. right mind space and, and get there. But all the other parts of the game where you're just kind of losing your mind, um, it's really hard to strategize. Like you think in your real life, you totally like I work in a job where I multitask and I can read people and I can have 40 scenarios of how I'm going to sell somebody something. Right. Um, but there, like after two days, it was like strategy. I remember like listening, I think to some, some plans Lydia had and, from Chris. And I was like, I can't follow you. Like I can't even follow all of this. Right. Just tell me what to do. And that's the part I think, you know, was eye opening is that God, if you were really out there for 39 days, I can't imagine like mm -hmm. where, how hard it would be to strategize. So I think 
you know, that, that was a big eye-opening thing. And, it, and it's just harder than I would have thought. Like mm -hmm. watching it from home, you're like, oh, I can do that challenge. Like that's just balance or that's just memory. But on day two or three, like your memory is not what it was day one. And like, you know, remembering colors in a row or, or, you know, the trivia, like trying, God, I remember walking around with Amanda all day trying to prepare for like who won what challenge, who was prisoner of war. And it, it took me like hours to get it all straight. Like in my real life, I could probably do that, you know, in 20 minutes and mm -hmm. but you can't. So you got to be prepared for that. I think um, just, yeah. And just, you've got to figure out a way to sleep. <laughs> that was, that was, I barely slept. And you know, that, that's something, and you can't like, I guess you can't um, like where I still think, you know, get given the situation was similar to what it was. I still think I would play very low key the first part of the game, just female age, smaller, all that. But I feel like, you know, sometimes if you wait too long, you lose your chance to do any mm -hmm. strategic. And I, I, you know, even though I was working with Todd and we did some blind sides together, I lost a chance to make a move on my own because I just never saw the other, the merge coming where there was going to be virtually nothing I could do. Yeah. And, and you just feel like, ah, you know, mm -hmm. knowing this, we wouldn't have voted Frank out and like, da, da, da. Yeah. so it's, it's all hindsight, but yeah, I just think, you know, in building up arm strength, that was something, you know, even though I did good on the paddle one, like, I think that's huge and just, you know, literally watching the challenges and not just saying, Oh, I got to learn the end part of that challenge so I can outlast somebody, you know, you have to like figure them all out and really, mm -hmm. because there were things in this game that I wouldn't have expected that came up. And then there were things I practiced to death that were never any part of it. So you got to do it all. Well, is there anything else about their game that we haven't brought up you'd like to talk about? Or can I throw some rapid questions at you to kind of wrap things up here? Throw rapid questions at me. All right. What was your favorite challenge? Um, obviously, the paddle ball one where I got to <laughs> did the best. I did like that one. I liked that one. I liked um, I liked the call, the, the where we had to do the balance beam and the, the post-it notes and memorize the mm -hmm. color. Um, I really liked that one. I thought we were going to win that one. I wish mm -hmm. I kind of have, um, photographic memory, um, pretty good. And we all decided to memorize like a row. And I thought afterwards, like I probably could have memorized half the board and I should have, you know, mm -hmm. because I would have probably been able to see the, the two or three that were out of place on the bottom had I done that. But I like, like those kind of memory things. I was very excited for the one we got disqualified in. Thanks, Chris. Just kidding. Um, because Nikki and I were out like waiting to unscramble the letters, like, um, you know, way in the last part of the challenge, they were in a plastic bag. So we could kind of see the letters, even though it was pouring. Mm -hmm. And I had just looking through the bag, I had figured out two of the letter or two of the words. I didn't know the first one, but I had two of them figured out, but it never got to us, unfortunately. But like, that's the kind of stuff I really do well. It is like word puzzles and things like that. So I'd say probably those two, even though we didn't get to finish that one, um, were my favorite. And what are some memorable camp life moments for you? Oh, I loved the, um, I loved when we did the purple rain, you know, when we first were purple, I said something about like Prince and purple rain. And then when we had that challenge, you know, Todd, um, Todd was like, Ari, IGN. And I'm like, that's perfect. Like that was genius. And just like, we all worked together, like making the, um, the crop circles was just a nightmare. Um, but like, it was, it was fun. We had so much fun doing that and everybody like had different ideas and we all worked so well together. I love that. I loved the first night. Um, we were, you know, just kind of getting to know each other and 
Nikki had bought a mosquito net. So me and Skylar and um, uh, Nikki were all under it. We could fit all three of our heads under it. So it was, um, it was kind of like, we were like, God, we feel like we're like so special. Like everybody else has got bugs all over them and we're protected, but it was so beautiful. Like looking up, like there were lightning bugs everywhere. It was like a show. It was the most beautiful thing I think I've ever seen in my life. Um, but we just had some funny conversations, you know, that's when we were going to have a tribe song and we asked Carlos to start it. And he's like, here we are. And we're like, what? <laughs> like nothing. You'd think Carlos is like a clubber. Like he was going to have some really great lyric. And so that's why we'd always sing that at our, at our uh, challenges. But, um, you know, it was just fun conversation about just like our lives and different party stories and, you know, really kind of got to know each other a lot. And, and I loved when Frank was running around making the hammock. That was hysterical to watch. <laughs> I knew he would do it the second they told him that somebody wanted him to. And he did a great job. I can't remember who eventually broke it, but it was it was awesome. Um, but yeah, I just and like I said, I totally enjoyed like just like like even though we hardly ate, just like sitting around you know the campfire and like drying our clothes or eating rice. It's so out of my realm of my real world that it just, it's, it just seems so cool to me that like, Oh my God, like we're all out here and we have nothing. And, you know, we're having these fun conversations and like Frank, I practiced fire so much before I came and, um, you know, it was obvious Frank was the, was the boy scout of the group and was doing a lot of stuff. And, but I loved when he like said, somebody else needs to make fire. Like this could be a challenge. Like you guys need to do this. And so I don't know if anybody else did, but I like jumped up. I'm like, I want to make the next one. And he like helped me and I got my first fire started there. So um, I thought that was awesome the way he was trying to like, you know, help us all just like, you know, don't lay back and just let me do it. This might come back to haunt you. And it would have um, had any of us made it to mm -hmm. that end part. But um, yeah, it was just, just great, you know, companionship. And like the people were just so awesome. Every single one of them. And um so many great memories. Like it's almost impossible. I've been trying to just write things down as I think of it because, you know, you kind of forget quickly and, um, but it, it was just awesome. What was the lowest moment for you? Um, oddly it wasn't when I get voted out because I totally expected it and mm -hmm. I tried everything and I, I and, and like I said, I was, I was proud of where I got. So that wasn't, I think it was, um, the realization that we should not have voted Frank out. And when I, was that? what, when, 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 when did that realization after, really hit you? We, I wasn't right when it happened. I still felt okay about it. But when we merged and the more I thought about, it, and the more I was talking to different people, I thought, God, that was stupid. Like we don't have numbers. Maybe I was paranoid. You know, I didn't have anybody to check that with because Jerrica and Skylar were already gone, but I felt bad about that and i felt like god that might have been one of the stupidest things we could have done given we had the numbers for once mm -hmm. the only time in the game we had the numbers so i had you know and, and when i realized you know they're gonna pick us off there's nothing we can do i was like wow that would have at least given us a fighting chance and we blew it so mm -hmm. that that was hard to swallow after i thought more about it what was your highest moment um gosh i would say I don't know. I think it's when like I actually played my advantage correctly and didn't even know for sure that I did. Um, and actually lasted a couple tribal councils past when I think that I would have had mm -hmm. you know, things gone a different way. I think, you know, I, I knew that I was not in a great position, you know, as the further it got in the game with, with how things were playing out. And then of course, once I found out about the idol, I, 
I, I was, you know, happy that I was able to at least make it to the jury and didn't mm -hmm. get voted out, you know, pre-jury. Who surprised you the most? Shane, I would say Shane. I thought he was just this happy-go-lucky kid that was just out having fun playing a game. And he was so doing so much more than that. And everything he did was plotted, like from losing his water, pretending to lose his water bottle. And um, yeah, I think I think he was just brilliant. And, and, you know, I'm not an easy one to get fooled. And I was completely blinded to what he was doing until after the game. And I think... I didn't, I just thought he was, I didn't think he was doing anything in that camp. I didn't even think he was like in the top couple, you know, like, and he made it to three. So I think he probably surprised me the most. Um, Chris actually, you know, I didn't work with him initially, but the more I got to know him, he was just such an interesting person. I loved his personality. I loved that he brought a ukulele. It was so mm -hmm. nice for when he played at night. Like you don't realize how nice that is. Like just mm -hmm. have music, right. When you're in, out in the middle of nowhere, but um, yeah. And I just, I wouldn't have thought him and I would have clicked, but I, I so enjoyed our conversations and I so enjoyed just his, he was so unfiltered. He would just say the funniest, truest things. And I would just crack up constantly when I talked to him. So, I mean, he was, he was a nice surprise so much like, you know, you know, we would joke because he started mumbling more and more and it was hard to understand him the, the more he got the brain fog, but, um, he, he was just so fun. So what's your favorite advantage to Survivor and why is it safety without power? What What is my favorite advantage? Advantage to Survivor and why is it safety without power? Why isn't it safety without power? Why is it? Uh, Pete's saying that you yelled at him how much you hated that advantage when you got it. it. I was so upset when I got it. I almost wanted to uh, give it back because in my situation it worked, thank God. Mm -hmm. But in most situations you're screwing over your team because you usually don't have a whole lot of extra people voting. And if you get up and leave to save yourself, it's like you're abandoning yep. your tribe, right? So I felt like it's it's a negative, even though it might save me one night, everybody's gonna be mad at me if I screw up a vote because I leave because I get paranoid, right? Mm -hmm. Luckily, it didn't happen in my case because we, we didn't have the you numbers. It right. Yeah, but in general, that is definitely the, the one I hate the most. I just think it puts a target on your back once you do it because um, mm -hmm. people are mad that you took off. Um, my favorite child or my favorite one, of course, would probably be like uh, extra vote or cancel. Yeah. And my last question is who's the one person you wish you worked with or had a chance to work with? I think, um, Shane or Mike, like mm -hmm. if on the other tribe, I thought they were both cool guys. I had a connection with them. Like I thought, you know, I wished with the merge that could have happened. Um, I thought they both played brilliant games i felt terrible how upset mike was outside of the game and i think if he plays again you know he'll win um but i i just thought you know we would have either one of them i think would have been great to work with also i thought lydia as well because where she was probably way more strategic like i said she had seemed like so much so much strategy going on in her head i feel like i could have been maybe the social part of that because mm -hmm. she had social anxiety and you know, had some issues, though I thought maybe we could have worked well together as well. Um, so I'd say probably one of those three that I didn't really um, get to work with much at all um, would probably be my three. Even though you said one, I said three. <laughs> and last but not least, would you play another game like this? I would play it in a heartbeat. There's so many things I learned, and so, I, it was so much more than I thought it was going to be. From just the game and how realistic it was to 
really actually liking the people. I thought I was going to go on and be like, I'm going to have to fake like I like all these people. Like, <laughs> not at 27 days. But I literally love these people. And, you know, I hope, like, I stay in touch with them forever. Pete said it's a family, and it really becomes that. Like, we have instant messages and, and like, messenger things going on constantly. Like, the first week, I'm like, okay, I'm going to get fired because I'm talking to these people more than I'm doing my job. Mm-hmm. But, um, oh, I hope my company's not watching. But anyway... <laughs> Um, no, and, and I feel like it was just the greatest experience. And just from a personal perspective, it just taught me so much about myself and like what I can push myself to do. And that's, you know, just totally out of my comfort zone to be with like all these strangers and out of my comfort zone to be out in the elements like that. So now that I've proven that I can do those things that I wouldn't worry about as much the next time, I think I could totally, you know, the strategy part would be much easier when I'm not worried about snakes and bugs and all those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. But yeah, a hundred percent. I think, I think it was a blast. Well, sure. I think that's all for me. Um, I, um, everyone who's tuned in today, thank you so much for taking time listening. Share again. Thank you for coming on and sharing your story and giving us the definitive last word of how the season went. Um, um, hopefully this is the last, again, scheduled interview I have. There's a couple of people I've been kind of talking to, trying to flag down. I don't know. We'll see if it happens. Uh, but I'll let everyone know if it does. But if for sure. now, this is this is our last Surviving Real Foot deep dive. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Thanks. Appreciate it.